0: Beyond toleration, be the love, before pride and exaltation, be the love, be the love. You are listening to Be the Love, to awaken our souls. We are souls on the journey and our mission is to awaken all humans to a higher state of consciousness and live vibrantly as spiritual beings.
1: This is Mia Tarduno.
0: This is Dig with Sacred Fire Arts, and you're listening to Be The Love Podcast. Hello and welcome to another episode of Be the Love to Awaken Our Souls. This episode is sponsored by Tom Palladino with Scalar Light. Sign up and receive your 30-day free Scalar Light healing at scalarlight.com. Listen to our interviews with Tom and the amazing benefits and healing potential in number 73 and 78. I personally have been receiving the scalar energy daily, and I've really noticed the benefits and the shifts in energy, including chakra balancing, energy clearing, and nutrient support. It's also a gift I've been able to share and provide with my family. I am Stacy Musial.
1: And I am Brenda Carey. And we are your co-hosts and souls on the journey. And this is our segment called Speak the Love. Thank you so much for tuning in this week. And if you have enjoyed listening to our show, we would be so grateful for a five-star written review on iTunes. Reviews help the show become more visible and spread the word to others. We have a growing Facebook community we would love to invite you to be a part of. It is called Awakening Souls. And if it feels safe for you, let's take a moment and get centered. I would like to begin by inviting you to take a beautiful cleansing breath in through your nose and out your mouth, releasing anything that is keeping you from being fully present. Taking in another deep breath in through the nose, breathing in calm, peaceful, loving energy, and breathing out anything that you are ready to release. Taking one more deep breath in through the nose, breathing in light and love for yourself, and breathing out the light and love sending it to all of humanity and remembering that you always have your breath to come back to in today's speak the love we are going to be speaking with Stacy about her spiritual lessons that she is integrating from a plant medicine journey in Mexico so, Stacey, I am so excited that you get to share these beautiful lessons with our listeners. Could you tell us about your recent experience?
0: Absolutely. Um, I had the most beautiful and profound experience. And I, so I went down to Mexico, to the Baja and Peninsula, and on this um, about an hour north of Cabo, there's this beautiful oasis called Buena Fortuna. And this woman there, she, her name is Kitsia. And she and her late husband, ex-husband had gone around the world and received about 3000 seeds and from various locations. And they planted these seeds in this deserty location in Baja and in the Ribera Baja, and so now, and that was about 25 years ago, and now her and her partner Victor live there in this oasis, and it's this jungle of beautiful plants, and it's so vibrationally charged. It's probably the most beautiful place that I've been to, and this place And and so they invited me down there to experience these different plant medicines. And actually I went for this retreat called the path of the priestess. So it's a path that I'm currently on and really working on my own spiritual journey. And so stepping into my own priestess energy and tapping into that. And so part of this then was sitting with three nights with ayahuasca and if you've ever sat with ayahuasca, you know, she can, you know, really take you into the depths of the shadow. And she can also be a very loving and beautiful plant medicine. And in my experience, anyways, everybody's experience is completely different. There's hasn't been one ayahuasca ceremony that's been the same. And so I'm just talking about my experiences here. But in my experience, it's she's a very loving plant she's a, the plant energy of ayahuasca can really meet you where you're at and show you the things that are really important for you and our minds tend to you know they're they're always it's always running and we think we know we think we've gotten to certain places in our lives and certain messages and we've healed different things and then she'll show you how you know, maybe certain patterns in your life are still running behind the scenes that you weren't conscious of, or you, you maybe were conscious of, but you thought that maybe you had healed those. Well, that was my experience. And so during the first night, and I've, I've sat with ayahuasca before, so this was not a new experience for me, but it was a new layer for me to work through. So she's always showing you different layers and what you need to work on. And so the the first, first night that I sat with her, she actually, she took me, because every, let me back up a little bit. Um, so when you go into a plant medicine journey, it's really important to set intention. And so setting intention is, really important because then you have a focus you have a an idea of what you want to work on and outcome and and she knows how to better support you in that way and i know people go in without intention and they have you know other lessons they they learn but in my experience i really enjoy going in with the intention and you get the most out of the messages i believe I I would agree with that for most,
1: I mean, for the, of the spiritual journeys that I've been in, not yours in particular, but I think intention is key, but also holding that intention a little loosely, because like you've mentioned before, sometimes we go in with, okay, this is what I want to get out of this ceremony, or this is what I want to see in a different light, but it, it can turn in a totally different way. So I'm not sure if that's been a part of your experience, but I always say, yes, intention is extremely important with
0: some like
1: loose parameters on what might actually transpire.
0: Absolutely. You know, I think it's really important to have intention with flexibility without expectation, because when you start having that strong expectation, oh, this is how it's going to go, you know, it usually doesn't. And you know, as we've talked about before, you know, it's one of those things where you get what you need, not always what you want. And so Mm -hmm. she'll show you in these ways that, you know, you might not have like even expected. And and that's, that's what happened to me, you know, and I, I had held my intentions pretty loosely and, you know, I'm always open to what I am shown because that is, you know, I'm a willing participant to, really learn about myself because that's the beautiful thing about plant medicine is we can really help to understand ourselves better and, you know, see those blind spots that we weren't acknowledging before, or maybe we didn't really see in in that light or where they were connected to. And so for me on this first night, I was shown this memory that I had worked with for years. I mean, it's probably one of the most cornerstone, influential, traumatic memories that I've had. And that, you know, that was of my, my mom, you know, she left her family when I was 14. And so that had a huge impact for the next, you know, 25, 30 years. And I spent a lot of time healing and grieving and, and doing the inner work around that and letting go. But then, one of my intentions was just recognizing where I'm feeling disconnected because I was starting to feel a little disconnected before even going into ceremony. And I couldn't understand because I had been also integrating other medicine. I was there in November for another ayahuasca retreat. And so I had continuously been integrating my messages from that retreat. And and we'll talk about integration here in a minute, but, um, so I had been, you know, working on that. And then I found myself feeling disconnected leading up to the retreat. And I always think that, you know, it's, it's said that mama Aya is working with you even before you go into the medicine. And so she had her energy starts to work. And so she'll bring up things for you that you had no idea that that was, you know, still a thing. And so, so I was feeling, you know, disconnected from my feelings and I was having a hard time getting connected and I was meditating and doing all these things. But during the retreat, during the the journey, she brought me back to this memory of when my mom had left, but she showed it to me in such a beautiful and loving way. It wasn't scary. It wasn't this shadowy thing. It was like actually colorful and bright and and happy. And she showed me that this was a place that I had learned to shut down my feelings. And I had learned to shut down my needs and focus on the needs of others. Because at that moment in time is when I actually shut down my feelings and needs to protect my brother and sister, because they were younger than me and I had to be strong. And, you know, so that was like a big, you know, emotional time for me that had a big impact for me for the rest of my life and, or up until this point. And but, so, sorry, go ahead. Uh, yeah. So I had to really, um, that really connected a lot of things for me, even though I hadn't seen it in that way before.
1: No, it just sounds like a very healing time for you. And it's always interesting to me, like we think we've done the work around a certain situation or topic or person or something like that. And so I'm um, And so I've had that too, where I'm like, okay, this is complete, but then it's like another layer reveals itself and and it's like, oh, I guess not. Mm -hmm. And so then that layer of that situation or person needs healing. So it's this constant process, Mm -hmm. I think. And I think there's ever deepening layers and there's so many spiritual lessons that you mentioned that we can integrate from, from these
0: messages. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And I, I like what you said too about the, you know, yeah, there, there's continuous layers. And, you know, we, you know, just because we've done the work before, it doesn't mean that work didn't work. <laughs> you know, it just means that new layers are coming up and that, you know, we're continuously, you know, having these experiences to heal essentially. You know, I I believe these experiences that we have in our lives really are lessons that we get to to work on. Our biggest pain becomes our purpose, you know, becomes the lessons that we get to continue our evolution on. And so this part part of my process is recognizing that, you know, I need to you know, fully connect with my feelings. And and what what she showed me, though, is that conflict. You know, I've thought I was, you know, really good at, you know, handling conflict, but I was also shown that I shut down. My body shuts down. Even when there's the slightest bit of conflict and I don't have the words to express in that moment, I, I physically shut down. And that's what happened to me in the couple day, or it was probably about two weeks before leading up to the the ceremony. And so that was a real eye opener for me, because it was just the slightest thing that happened that I didn't speak my truth. And that shut me down for for a couple weeks. And so having to recognize that was very important. And so and that my needs are important. So I I don't need to shut down my needs. And so that has helped me to recognize the importance of speaking my truth in the moment, and really tuning in. And and even if I think it's not important, or maybe I can deal with it on my own and work through it, you know, as I try to do and, and recognize that, what is it within me that's creating this Experience, and and I'm really good at that, and um and so but now it's like, I know I need to express myself a little bit more. That's the expression part that I've tended to shut down because my needs haven't always been felt important, so, so I haven't expressed that. That's really
1: interesting that you correlated both this speaking your truth, but also voicing your needs and how those two, even though they might seem separate, but how those two uh, beliefs needed to be integrated and be healed in order for you to, again, you know, go a little bit layer deeper with your inner journey and your spiritual work. So, and I think that resonates with so many people, you know, we do need to speak our truth in love, you know, and I think that's an important part. It's not from a place of fear or anger but really expressing ourselves and what we truly need and honoring that. I think so often, you know, we could dismiss it and be like, oh, it's not that big a deal. You know, I'll just, you know, push that off and do this other thing for somebody else. When in actuality, you know, we do need to um, take care of ourselves on very deep, deep
0: internal levels. Mm -hmm. Absolutely and I love you know what you said is uh, just about in love right we can it, in conflict I think has had a very scary connotation you know it, it doesn't no one likes conflict right And so I think a lot of people get a you know they're afraid of conflict, including myself. I've realized you know I I really love trying to, spread love and and be the love. And, you know, but a part of that is also needing to recognize that conflict doesn't have to be scary. Conflict is, you know, can be worked out, you know, when when people are coming from it from a place of coming to it from a place of love. And, you know, it doesn't have to be what it was maybe in the past for me anyways you know where if i spoke my truth that i might have had a backlash you know or someone would you know get me angry at me or you know there'd be some emotions and you know it doesn't have to be scary and emotions you know i mean i'm not afraid of emotions anymore and i recognize that i don't need to be afraid of how someone else is going to react because that's also their responsibility. I don't, I'm not responsible for their emotions. So my, my inner being, um, you know, my, my wise self knows that. And then, but emotionally, I think there was still a little bit of energy there that was holding on to that fear. Mm.
1: And I, I definitely resonate with the, this idea of avoiding conflict because, you know, I just, as a child, I didn't learn, you know, I, it wasn't role modeled, like how to have um, uh, what I would call a, a conscious conversation around two different viewpoints and trying to seek understanding. And I think that was something that I ha- I have learned and I'm still learning, uh, still learning over the years, but what, what a great, you know, realization that you've gained from just being aware of hmm, I'm avoiding conflict or I am afraid of, you know, what judgments may come up from being in conflict with another person. You don't know how they're going to react or hopefully respond, but that's kind of that unknown fear uh, that that we all have to sort of tiptoe into a little bit when when approaching someone with a different view or idea. Mm-hmm. So Yeah. Tell us a little bit more about some of the other um, lessons or things that you've integrated from your Mexico
0: experience. Well, I think that, you know, I wanted to talk a little bit about, you know, why integration is so important because um, that was, because that first AYA journey that I had was probably the most experiential, the most life-changing for me, because even though it feel so simple. Um, those were that. Those were like a big those big messages that came through for things for me to really sit with and begin to integrate in my own life. And and integration is so important, you know, because we can take we can have these experiences. You know, there's so many people going down to find ayahuasca journeys or journeying with psilocybin or you know other plant medicines. And we can all have those experiences. And yes, on some level, they're, you know, having these neural, uh, they're changing some neural networks along the way. And to integrate that, we can truly use the medicines for what they're for and to really change how we are in the world and and the things that we want to grow in. And so we can, you know, start taking those lessons. So for me, it's really important, you know, of learning and taking what comes up and making sense of that and recognizing, okay, where in my life do I avoid that? Where am I in my life? Am I shutting down my needs or my feelings? And then, you know, really tuning into my body and recognizing, you know, the body really is the barometer for everything. And even if You know, I think we sometimes like for me, like I think I'm like really connected to my body and I tune in, you know. And then there's those times where, you know, I got thrown off and got put into this place where I didn't realize I mean, I realized I was disconnected, but I wasn't quite sure. I was trying everything I could to get back connected and to recognize that, you know, it stemmed from like two weeks prior. So Hmm. I think it's really important to, you know, continue to listen to those, like she showed me, okay, this conflict, you know, happened, I didn't speak my truth in that one moment. And that shut me down for, you know, a week or two. And so I'm going to be conscious of that, from now on to say, okay, this is how this is making me feel and and really speaking my truth in that moment, whether or not it feels scary or not, I have to express it and release it from my own, you know, voice or my own body because it needs to become out of here, out there. Yeah. I Um, imagine that transition can be
1: a little challenging at times because it is an isolated experience when you're in it, but then to you know, integrate it and transition it into daily life. And I think that's sometimes where the hangups can come a little bit. Like we have these profound spiritual lessons and it kind of leaves us with like this, I don't know, not, not necessarily a high, but this higher vibe. And and then we come back to the daily, the daily ins and outs and in, in our lives and the people and the work situations and all the things. But to bring in those, those high spiritual lessons that are higher vibrational into our day-to-day lives, I think can be uh, yeah, can be a little tricky. Um other than like having like the awarenesses there, are do you like make a plan? Do you sit with it for a while? Like what's the process look like as you come back into the you know Stacey's
0: daily life? Absolutely. I think that's a really beautiful question because that is really important and I think it can be a lonely process especially if you go down there you know or go have an experience by yourself and don't have anyone to process it with you know one one of the things I would highly recommend is journaling everything journaling your whole experience and writing down any insights and anything so you can always reflect back to that you know do, do it when it's fresh in your mind and continue that journaling process because the medicine doesn't stop, you know, in your experience, it continues, you know, sometimes for years, you can continue to gain insights and you'll remember things that came up during your journey. So always be journaling about your experience or what comes up for you, you know, stay in your meditation practice. If um, I would, if you don't have one, I would recommend doing having one creating one because getting quiet with yourself will help you also stay connected with yourself with the messages and with the visions that came up for you and sometimes it doesn't make sense sometimes it really you know you have to um, try to sort things out and that's why it's integration because it can take Sometimes it can take a couple of days. Sometimes it can take a couple of years to figure out what all those messages meant. And that's also why it's really important to talk to somebody. So integration therapy is a new and upcoming field. And I think that is, there's a reason for that because, you know, we can, so we can begin to really heal and these medicines have a potential to help heal you know the dark shadows that we are facing you know the depression the anxiety the ptsd there's so much trauma you know collective trauma individual trauma even if you feel like you don't have trauma there's you know layers of of things you know that have happened that still impact you and so you know working with these medicines to with somebody someone else like an integration therapist who has been trained in that can really help you heal and make sense of some of those messages that came up and not stay stuck in that and you know continue to um you know connect with uh your feelings and the visions that came up so for me like you know I'm tend to my my journeys end usually with, and I feel this throughout, but really connect with the sense of self-love and unconditional love. And that's usually, I feel that so embodied in my, in my entire being that it's, it's an embodied feeling. And when I can continue to connect with that deep feeling, it's really powerful. That
1: sounds just absolutely amazing and beautiful. And speaking your truth, So thank you for sharing your spiritual journey and
0: all the amazing lessons that you learned. Mm -hmm. You're welcome. Yes, thank you. I'm excited to share this journey as it emerges. If you are interested in supporting Be the
1: Love podcast and the work that we are doing in the world, please consider a donation of $25 to Patreon, and we will gift you with Stacey's book called Your Empowered Soul, A Natural Pathway to Healing Anxiety and Depression, and also receive a 20-minute holistic health consultation with me,
0: Brenda Carey. And thank you for listening to Be The Love podcast. If you've enjoyed listening to our show, please share the love by sharing it with your friends, giving us a five-star written review, liking us on Facebook, or making a donation by visiting our Patreon website. Stay tuned for more episodes being released on Mondays and Thursdays at 5.55 a.m. Mountain Standard Time.